You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Plenty to keep us busy over this next 60 minutes, this Thursday edition. If you want to get on board, want to get involved, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up for today. It is running. You can vote on that. We will touch on that in just a little bit. But it is 5.01. Do you know where your New York manager is? Do you know who your New York manager is? That would be the New York Mets, of course. As far as we know, at this point in time, it is still Carlos Beltran. Now, will that be the case at 5.01 p.m.? Is still anyone's guess. As soon as the news came down about Alex Cora on Tuesday night, all eyes, all the attention, all the focus shifted to the New York Mets and Carlos Beltran. Beltran, the only player specifically named in that report by uh, released by Major League Baseball, and a report from Buster only yesterday said that the Mets front office, Mets management, Mets ownership was wavering in their support for the manager. Of course, some went even further. This is Mark Teixeira, former Yankee, on Get Up yesterday. Listen to this. I don't think the Mets have a choice either. They had to fire Carlos Beltran. I mean, the only reason Beltran wasn't a, a punished as a bigger part of this was because of that immunity you just talked about. It's really a loophole for Carlos Beltran because he retired immediately after that World Series. Now, this is a guy who him and Alex Cora were the main culprits. Alex Cora got fired on the spot by the Boston Red Sox. The New York Mets are in an impossible situation. There's no way that Carlos Beltran, especially in the pressure cooker of New York, there's no way he can be the manager of the Mets. All right. So there's Mark Teixeira on Get Up yesterday. And make no mistake, outside of Hinch, Lunau, and Cora, Beltran is the most prominently named person in the report. And make no mistake, Carlos Beltran lied about his involvement. He lied when he talked to Joel Sherman, when he said, uh, you know, we just used a computer. We were just look. He clearly knew what was going on. He knew that there was a camera in center field. All the players had to. You, you could not be sitting in the dugout. It defies all reasonable explanation that you're walking past a monitor that is focused on the catcher's signals. There's a guy behind the wall banging on a trash can. It makes no sense whatsoever that Carlos Beltran wouldn't know what was going on. And he has lied about that. Whenever he has been asked, except apparently when he talked to Major League Baseball. That time, he apparently came clean. At least I have to believe that because Major League Baseball, as part of their investigation, as part of the punishment they handed down, did not decide to punish Carlos Beltran. And I think it's fair to assume that he was honest with the Mets when they interviewed him. Because if he lied then... He would be out by now. The fact that there is apparently this back and forth would make you believe that maybe he didn't get into all the specific details, all the blood and guts. But he had to have given them and they had to have asked somewhat about what his involvement was. It seemed like this was pretty much an open secret within the game. 
Brody would have to have known that Beltron had some involvement given his reputation. Brody's boys with A.J. Hinge, so you would think when they were going through the managerial interviews and process, and Beltron's name was at the top of the list right from jump, that that's one of the people that he would have talked to, whether on the record or off. And Beltron's rep was of someone who is excellent at breaking down pitcher signs, tipping pitches, and the like. So I don't know how the Mets will react to this. I think at this point they clearly don't want to fire him. But maybe they feel like there's no other choice. And with the Mets, trying to figure out what they will do is tough. As I think Michael Kay put it perfectly, was it yesterday when he talked on Golik and Wingo? When you think the Mets are going to zig, they zag. So who knows? But here's the thing. I don't think that Beltron should be fired. First off, while he was named and is the only player named, People are now associating him with Alex Cora as if they are equals. And I don't know. If he is equal to what Alex Cora did, if they both were working in concert, that would be one thing. But Cora's name is mentioned multiple times in that report. Beltron's name is mentioned once. Cora's name is is directly associated with putting a camera in center field. Beltron's name is, well, we have to do a better job of deciphering the signals. It's not clear that he decided to come up with the center field camera and relaying that to the dugout and banging on the trash can. That appears, at least by my reading of it, appears to be all Alex Cora or certainly more Alex Cora. Again, he's named in the report once. Secondly, it is not the Mets' job, nor should it be, to police Major League Baseball. That would be Major League Baseball's job. And what's getting lost in this already, even though this story happened this week, is that the teams have done a better job of policing things that Major League Baseball has. I keep hearing Major League Baseball hammered the Astros. Major League Baseball hammered Alex Cora. No. The Astros hammered the Astros. And the Red Sox hammered the Red Sox, or at least Alex Cora. And they did so for one reason. Not because it's what's best for the game or because they're so outraged by what went on. They did so. Because that is what is best for them in that moment. For Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, with his manager and his GM both suspended for the year, I think that he, after getting off pretty much scot-free in that investigation, wanted to make himself look good, firing both of them on television, almost for maximum effect. See, I'm taking this seriously. I'm going, he actually said, I'm going above and beyond what Major League Baseball did. He wanted to be the focus as if he was the one who wanted to get to the bottom of this. All the Red Sox did was just get a jump on finding a new manager. It was pretty clear that they were going to need one anyway. It was pretty clear Alex Cora was not going to be around for the season, if not more than that. And with about a month to go before pitchers and catchers report to Florida, they had to get somebody in there. 
So all they did was just get a jump on things rather than waiting an extra couple of days, an extra couple of weeks for that investigation into the Red Sox to be completed. So what's best for the Mets, I think, is to probably keep Carlos Beltran. Now, that's assuming that he was somewhat honest with them. If he lied to the Mets during their interview process and said what he told Joel Sherman or said what he has been saying publicly here since this thing came down, well, then all bets are off. But I'd have to think that if he was lying to you then, he'd be fired by now. But Gordon, this is going to be an issue all season long. There's no way he can overcome this. He's going to be managing in, in the pressure cooker of New York. People are going to constantly be bringing it up. Well, this might seem elementary, but this is the facts. It's only going to be an issue for as long as the Mets don't address it and come up with a decision. And it will only be an issue during the season If the Mets are bad, if they're a bad team, people will constantly be bringing this up. Is that fair? No. Life's not fair. Get used to it. But I think the Mets are going to be pretty good. And if the Mets were to hold a press conference, allow Carlos Beltran to come out, give his explanation, give his reasoning, you know, want to move on. I'm sorry that this happened. Even if they were to give some sort of discipline to him, I think that it would be cleared up. They can have a press conference, let them answer the questions, and be clear. Handle the situation if you're the New York Mets. Have him come clean. Tell the media, okay, this is the time he is going to be answering questions about this, and this is it. We are moving on after this. Now, to be clear, I do believe that Carlos Beltran did deserve to be fired. But that is not the Mets' job. That's Major League Baseball's job to punish him. They didn't decide to do it, so now somehow the Mets are responsible for policing the sport because Major League Baseball dropped the ball? That doesn't seem very fair. Again, life's not fair, but I don't think that if I were running the Mets, I would be so concerned with making sure I police things when Major League Baseball didn't. And keep in mind, Major League Baseball really has done a terrible job of this from the jump. If it's not for that article in The Athletic, if not for Mike Fires coming out and, and saying this, and this was not like, oh my God, this is so unbelievable. It seems like it was an open secret within Major League Baseball circles. So considering the Mets almost had to know what Beltron's involvement was when they hired him, they were okay with it then. Major League Baseball apparently is okay with it now. Here's the message to the Mets. Stop reacting to the noise, man up, do what you want to do, and away you go. At some point, you make the decision. You control the narrative. And do what you want to do. Stop worrying about all these outside factors. If you believe that Carlos Beltran was honest with you at the time and you still want him to be the manager, you don't have some obligation to police the sport better than the sport itself. Make your decision, come up with a decision, and move on with your life one way or the other. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So our daily poll question, it's up today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And it does have to do with the New York Mets. Yesterday we 
asked you what the punishment you thought it was going to be. We still don't have any idea of what that is. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. You have to assume at some point the Mets are going to stop taking the opinions of everybody and move on with it. But our question for today is, if the Mets do decide to move on from Carlos Beltran, which at this point would not be a shock, I really think anything that the Mets do would really not be all that shocking. But if they do decide to move on, who do you decide to hire as the manager? We gave you four options. A, Hensley Mullins, who is right now the bench coach of the Mets, has interviewed for jobs in the past, has been a bench coach before. I think it was with the uh, Giants. I don't know how. He was there for with the Giants, I think, for 10 years. He wasn't the bench coach the entire time, but has been around the block. He's on the staff right now. It would be if, if Carlos Beltran was the manager, got kicked out of the game, I would assume that Hensley Mullins would be the guy who would take over that game. Or if he were to serve a suspension, Hensley Mullins would be the guy who would be promoted. Second option, one that I saw yesterday was trending on Twitter, Terry Collins, the former manager. Bring him back after two years away. He's been floated as a possibility as a bench coach. Doesn't appear that he wanted that job. So, okay. Away you go. Terry Collins, bring him back. I think he's still within the organization. C, Eduardo Perez. Eduardo Perez is kind of the name that I picked because, A, he was one of the people that had interviewed for the job. And it seemed like it was coming down between Carlos Beltran and Eduardo Perez. But really, if you wanted to go the route of, all right, you just conducted a search. I don't know who the second person came in the running for the interviews. Who came in second? Whoever that person is, I believe it's Eduardo Perez, but if you have someone else that you feel like, all right, they already interviewed that person, you can vote for Eduardo Perez. All those votes go to Eduardo Perez. And then finally, D would be Dusty Baker, the established manager route, a guy who's been around the block. You bring him in. You know what you're going to get. And really, you could use several names there as well, almost like the Eduardo Perez. It could be Dusty Baker. It could be Buck Showalter. It could be Bruce Bochy could be Mike Sosha. If you want to go the established, outside the organization, but a guy who's been around the block as a manager, you can vote for Dusty Baker. Can't include everybody because there's only four options. Poll question up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. If the Mets do decide to move on from Beltron, who should they hire as manager? And the fact that it's going on this long feels like, and again, I'll be honest with you, with the Mets, it's kind of tough to judge. It feels like that at some point they are going to, like if you had decided, you know what, we're sticking with them, I feel like you would have made that announcement by now. And if it was a situation where he lied to the Mets during their interview process about his involvement, I think they would have fired him by now. So who knows how this ends up going, but it does kind of feel like that before too long they will fire him. So our question for today is if they do fire him, which way would you go? And and first things first, my main point is for the Mets, stop acting like you're five years old. Make a decision. Get on with it. This didn't just pop up. You had to know this was a possibility. Stop taking opinion. It's almost like when uh, Johnny Fontaine goes to meet with the Godfather because he wants to get in the movie. Oh, Godfather, what am I supposed to? You can act like a man. That's uh, Come on, pick it up. Get together. You're a baseball organization. How many people's opinions do you need on this? Get moving. I myself would not fire him. I would keep him in place. Baseball didn't suspend him. Baseball named him once in the report. 
And I do think it's a little unfair that he is now being lumped in specifically with Alex Cora when Alex Cora's name, I think, is mentioned either nine or ten times. Beltrons is mentioned once, basically, in the beginning of the report. But who do you hire? If you are going to make this move, and it would not be a shock, who do you hire? You got Hensley Mullins, you got Terry Collins, you got Eduardo Perez, you got Dusty Baker. Well, Mullins is the bench coach, Collins the former manager, and I keep hearing, who knows the players better than him? Eduardo Perez is the name for everybody who was interviewed, and it seemed like he came in second in the in the managerial process. And then you have Dusty Baker, the established name manager. Well, it's hard for me to say believe that Dusty would be the way to go, right? They just interviewed a bunch of people, and Dusty was not one of the front runners. I don't even think he interviewed. Now, I don't think in another situation he would be the worst choice. You know, he he knows how to manage. Maybe he won't maximize the talent, and the Mets are a win-now team, but it's kind of hard for me to believe. You just went through a managerial process. He wasn't one of the names you brought in, and now all of a sudden you're going to go outside the organization a month away from spring training and bring him in. So I'd say scratch that name off. And Dusty, I think, is the most appealing one of the names that have been mentioned as established managers, whichever way you want to go there. Uh, I don't think that Buck Showalter would be taking this job. It doesn't really seem like he would mesh with uh, with Brody. Of course, if you wanted an established manager, you probably should have hired Joe Girardi in the first place. But, all right, moving on. Let's not go back down that road. Eduardo Perez. Well, Eduardo Perez is a name that was certainly mentioned prominently during the managerial search. And if he did come in second, well, that has to be something in his favor. But it is he's never managed before. You'd be kind of hamstringing him, bringing him in at this point. Not exactly setting him up for success. All right, we didn't want you originally. Now we want you. Go manage the team. But you would think that he would at least have a better, he would mesh better with the front office being what it is. Then you have Terry Collins. He knows the players. Who knows them better? That's what I keep hearing. Well, I would think that the current staff would know them better. The current staff, you know, who are currently working with the players or at least have been focusing on the players since they got the job. Terry Collins, while I don't think he did a terrible job as manager, he had his flaws. He's 70 years old at this point. He didn't want to serve as the bench coach. I think he's probably happy in the role that he is, and maybe he would jump at the chance to manage again. But if you want synergy with the front office and the coaching staff, I really don't think the former manager is the way to go. You have an organization. I would think as part of an organization, you have to have plan Bs. You can't just melt down and say, well, who's the manager two years ago? Get him. You have a plan B. You have to think that this was at least a possibility. Well, then go. And it's hard for me to believe that their plan B was Terry Collins. It's a popular name. He was great with the media, but I don't think that that's the way to go. So I would say if I had a vote, I'd probably go with Hensley Mullins. He's he's the bench coach. If Beltron were to be suspended for any reason, he would be the guy that would take over. So I would say that it was him. 1-800-919-ESPN, 3776 Let's go out to the phones this morning. Let's go, uh, Tom is in the truck. Tom, what's going on, my man? How are you doing this morning? I'm good. What's up? I got a good uh, conspiracy theory for you. Right. What if I they love a good conspiracy theory. Right. What if they hired him because of his special techniques to help them with their ball club? Well, I mean, I'm sure that that, I mean, that's his reputation even before this cheating scandal broke out. Uh, so I, I would think that, yeah, I think that they probably, that is one of the, re- you know, he's, he's really involved in the game. He's a really smart guy. He's good at that type of stuff. So yeah, I'm sure that was one of the appealing aspects of him as a manager. Now, I don't think that necessarily 
they were ready to institute the similar thing that the Astros were doing. I'm not going to put that on the Mets. But, yeah, I mean, his reputation even before this was of someone who was good at finding pitchers' weak spots and tipping pitches and, 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 and the like. So, yeah, I think that, uh, that that probably did help him get the job. Yeah, just saying. And, oh, and the Irishman was terrible. Yeah, oh, look, I mean, that's not a conspiracy theory. Everybody everybody who has watched that, the first thing they say is, whoa, it's really long. And all you have to know, as I brought up before, if you say you watched the movie and you thought it was good, and I say to you, do you want to watch it again? And you're like, oh, God, no. Well, that was not a good movie then, was it? Unless it's, you know, something of uh, of a very difficult nature to watch. That should not have been that. and uh, But yet it was. All right, let's go to Dylan and Freehold. Dylan. Hey, what's going on, Gordon? How are you, pal? I'm good, man. What's up? All right. So, first things first, this whole thing is stemming, like I'm talking about, the whole uh, the whole stink around the Mets right now, is stemming from the pretty much lack of penalty that got brought down on the Astros uh, from the major from Major League Baseball. I said it, I called you up a while back. I said everybody should have been banned. If you can kick out an entire franchise pretty much for uh, trying to lose, I think you could do the same thing for cheating their way to a World Series. You can ban everybody. And who do they? Who is they, they? You can kick out an organization for trying. Oh, you mean the, the 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 Black Sox? Yes. Okay. I mean that is a little bit of a different time, nineteen nineteen to twenty. Exactly, but the principle is the same. The principle. Yeah, but the, the, but, the, but the situation the is different. The, the 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 commissioner of baseball does not have the power that uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis had back in nineteen nineteen. <laughs> Fair enough. I I still think. That a, that a ban would not be so harsh. And I, I just want to I, I want to point out too. Okay. What is up with all the rat stuff going on around the league? Are you kidding me? What do you mean? It started with Mike Fires being the ultimate rat, king rat, and now all of a sudden the report comes out. And you know what the language was in the report? It was a number of Astros players, including Carlos Beltran. If that isn't the ultimate wink, wink, nudge, nudge from the front office of the league saying, hey, Mets, go get your guy. He's the only one in a management position. He's probably going to do it again. We're not naming anybody else but Carlos Beltran. What kind of rat-type deal stuff is that? And before I hang up, one more name to throw out there for the manager, uh, Jim Riggleman. He managed the the Cincinnati Reds, and he was brought in to be the bench coach with Mickey last year. He's a Brody guy. He could be a stopgap for one he, year before they look I don't think is, he's not still on the staff, though, is he? No, I think yeah. he got let go, but he could be another name that it's not too much of a transition. You talked about the guys knowing people. Yeah. I, I would just see that, like, that guy, you know, you've already moved on from him, and now you're going to bring him back. You know, we didn't want you two minutes ago, but now we love you. You're the best. We always felt like you were great. But you just fired me two minutes. Well, yeah, but now we we need you. So come on back. No, look, you put a staff in place. You just went through it. It would be a little different if you had a staff in place and they were the, the former bench coach moved on to another organization and you, you just brought somebody in. And these people you put in place, this is an organization. It's not just one guy. So I would think that if you felt good enough, again, if Beltron for something happened in the course of the season and he was going to miss some time, who would take over? It can't be that you just think that Hensley Mullins is just this rube. He's the bench coach. So I would say that he would be the guy I would go with. It's not the sexiest name. I'm sure that a lot of Met fans would like Terry Collins. But it seems like a lot of Met fans just want Carlos Beltran to stay on. And I can't say that I necessarily blame them for that. Let's go to Andy in Miami. Andy, what's up, my man? Gordon, you are the Brian Flores of ESPN. No, I don't like Brian. I'm I'm not a big fan of Brian Flores right now. But uh, go ahead, Andy. uh, Go ahead. (laughs) 
He got five wins with no talent, Gordon. Yeah. Listen, here's here's how I feel. Okay. I think I, I disagree with you a little bit. I think that Beltran did not give the Mets the full story because there's a term I'm a lawyer, there's a term in the legal field called deliberate ignorance. It's where a party may have an idea but maybe they don't wanna know and a court can conclude that, you know, well you should have known and it's basic that you didn't know. I think they were so in love with getting, you know, a, a baseball player that can connect to the Latin players. Somebody, I mean, he does have a very close relationship with Cano. Um, you know, he has a, a very good relationship with Batantis, which maybe they were thinking about getting. I just think that now that they have him, it, it, it's such a big footprint. He's already been working with the Latin players in terms of talking to them and relating to them. He's considered clubhouse gold that the reason they haven't fired him is because they realize it's such a big footprint. Once you fire him, he's gone. My personal choice for a manager would be have Superman fly around the earth, go back in time and get Joe Girardi. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think Joe Girardi is going to take an email from a late Baird saying, you know, that Jake Marisnik second. And they think Beltran will. So I think the real reason they haven't fired Beltran yet is who knows what he said during the interview. And, yeah, I know they did act immediately, but he's, as you say in Latin, in betwixt and in between in the sense that he was a player, unlike Cora, on the 2017 Astros, and he is a manager now. And there's no other player who's a manager now that was a player then. That's why he got named. And I think that the baseball players union, Gordon, is doing no service to the other players. I mean, when Justin Verlander gets on his high horse, anytime there's cheating involved, and he's on a team that cheated to a level unlike any other team in sports, you know, Justin Verlander now gets painted this way because he's on the team. Well, and I think, but 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 Verlander kind of put himself in that corner, right? Like that—that's on him. He nobody nobody was. I'm sure people went to him and asked you know specific things, but he didn't have to be as adamant as he was, and and just shooting off at the lip every chance he got about this cheating and that cheating. So he put himself in that position. I understand what you're saying about Beltron, but I think that between the relationships that Brody has with 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 Hinch and and his knowledge of the the, the sport of baseball it, it's not when, when that report first came up and it was an unnamed player everybody even dopey me said that's probably Carlos Beltran so i I'd, I'd like to think that that Brody had a better knowledge of that than uh, than probably anybody so unless Beltran maybe he didn't give them all the facts but unless if he had lied to them at the time, I, I find it hard to believe that he would still be the manager now. So I have to think that he at least allowed them to kind of know what his involvement was. And I'm sure that, that, that the Mets had to at least bring that up. If they didn't, well, then that's on them. And then they're, they're kind of in the spot that they're in because of their own negligence. as important a road victory as any team has had in this conference this year. Unbelievable performance from Seton Hall. Number 18 knocks off number 5. The Seton Hall Pirates close on a 13-4 run after Romero Gill went out. All right, so there you go. We've not really focused much on the college basketball. We're still a ways away from March, but uh, Seton Hall, you have to be impressed with what they have been doing. Uh, they get another big win last night, taking down number five Butler. So congrats to them. They win it seventy-eight to seventy. 
So Seton Hall rolling along, still uh, perfect in the conference, unlike uh, the Johnny St. John's, my school, who has certainly struggled in uh, conference play or moment of inspiration for this Thursday morning. We've been focusing a lot on uh, Carlos Beltran. That's the focus of our poll question. We'll certainly want your phone calls at one 800 919 espn But there were a couple other things that I wanted to touch on. We did not touch on it yesterday because of all the Astros and the Red Sox and all that type of stuff. You have the story about Odell Beckham Jr., LSU, his former school, goes out, wins the national championship. And, of course, that video was circulating of Odell on the field after the game, handing real money to players, fake money to players. It seems it's a bit unclear. And I don't care that the players got paid. I I know people immediately go to, well, you know, the coaches are making all this money. I don't care that the players are getting paid. Can we just not do it at the 50-yard line after the game's over? I don't know. Can we just do it like everybody else in college football and just do it behind the scenes, away from the cameras? And I know people have brought up, why would Odell Beckham Jr. carry around fake money? Obviously, it's real money. Well, I would agree. It probably was real money. But if there were any person anywhere on the planet who would devise a scheme to bring Monopoly money to a game so he could hand it out after his team won simply to get attention. Is there any doubt that that person would be Odell Beckham Jr.? You really do have to, I, I, again, it's not something, to me, it's not something that's truly bad. I don't look at him as being a bad person for doing it. I, I like the fact that the players are getting rewarded by at least somebody. It's not going to be through the NCAA. But, dude, what is wrong with you? Why do you need what is what is lacking inside of you that you need to have the attention on you all the time? And he'll do these things. He'll do them intentionally. And then I'm sure that his reaction will be, well, you know, they're always just coming down on me. No, it's because the way you go about it. Nobody told you. Nobody else was out there handing out money. And I'm sure that maybe there was a somebody else, a booster somewhere saying, hey, you know what? Here's some here's a couple of bucks. Go out and celebrate. Enjoy. You won the national championship. They just didn't do it at the 50-yard line immediately after the game. Jeez. For somebody who I don't think is a bad guy necessarily, he does a lot of dumb things and does them intentionally, simply to get attention. And at some point you have to say to yourself, what's wrong with you? What is lacking within you that you feel the need that you have to have the attention on you all the time? It's not about you. It was about them. And then you had to make it about you. Secondly, I started watching the show on HBO called The Outsider. Jason Bateman, the brother from Bloodline. I'll let you go in fresh. First two episodes I've seen, fascinating, compelling, gripping, whatever you want to say. The problem is, is that it go? I'm not going to tell you what it is, but through two episodes, and as soon as I watched the first episode, I had to watch the second episode. As soon as I watched the second episode, I wanted to watch the third, but they're not available yet. You have to, they're, they're still, they're still airing on HBO. So I think they come out on Sundays. So I'm definitely into it. But the fact that it's Stephen King and you know, like the show operates in the real world. It's not like from jump, you know, that this is some Stephen King story, but it feels like it's going to transition into some other world. And I don't know if I can stick with it. Even as great as the first two, I feel like it's going to be completely disappointing. Much like most of the, I don't know. Every time I've read a Stephen King book, 
first hundred pages, first ten chapters, whatever. Oh my gosh, this is so good. It's so gripping. And then I'd get to the end and it's like, meh, meh. So we'll, we'll, we'll follow it as we go. But um, there you go. The uh, name of the show is The Outsider. And after the show today, got to start on that Netflix Aaron Hernandez series because I've heard from everybody. Unbelievable. So I'll give you a review on that. Probably, I think I'll be through that by Saturday. I'm guessing by Saturday. I don't know how many episodes there are, but probably by Saturday. All right, let's get some more calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. Mike is in Staten Island. Mike, what's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good, man. What's up? Hey, I, I just got some breaking news that the Mets are a terribly run organization. <laughs> and um, I don't know how anyone is surprised. Yeah, breaking, play the breaking news sound in there, Brian. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right. God. I, I don't know why they're not seeing this as a blessing in disguise because who the Mets should hire and who they will hire, we all know, is a different story. But you got this guy, and his name is Buck Showalter, and he's a baseball genius, and he provides stability to that organization, which is their desperate need because they said, hey, let's go get a general manager who used to be an agent. And now they said, hey, let's go get a manager like we did last time that has no experience in managing because they want to be above the curve and get some boy genius. But we all know Beltran was that was the circus clown who decided to manipulate this whole scandal, and they went and got him anyway. But, Mike, I think you're being a little strong about, you know, the guy who is the mastermind behind it all. If you read the report, and I can only go by what the report is, Beltran is named, absolutely, but he's named once. Alex Cora, I I think people are equating Beltran with Alex Cora. Alex Cora's name is in that document, Ten times. Beltrons is once. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been punished by Major League Baseball, but they didn't punish him. So how is it now the Mets' responsibility to do baseball's job? They hired him. They clearly want to keep him. But it feels like at this point, they're kind of bowing to the pressure. That's the worst thing they can do. As I said, it's like the godfather. Johnny Fontaine wants to be in the mood. Be a man! You can act like a man! Yeah! What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? That's that's why I feel like I, I don't know who it is in the Mets organization. I got to tell, be a man, but somebody's got to start acting like a man. Make your decision. Get on with it. And if you want him to be the manager, it's not your responsibility to do baseball's job for you. And you can simply say that. Baseball didn't suspend him. Baseball didn't punish him. Why do we have to go do that now? Now, I wouldn't have hired him in the first place. I would have hired Joe Girardi, but that, that ship has sailed. Giants reportedly interviewing Jason Garrett as their uh, for their offensive coordinator role yesterday, and that was a move that I would, uh, if I were a Giant fan, I'd feel good about. With Joe Judge being a first-time coach, a guy who came up very quickly, I think it's important, and it's not just important for him, it's important for anybody. When you hire a coach, you want to be able to put a good staff in place. And to me, Jason Garrett would be a fine offensive coordinator. Now, I don't know if he's going to be all that interested in the role he was interested enough to interview or whether or not he feels like, you know what, sit out this year, regroup, and then get back in as a head coach. I don't get the sense that there's going to be a huge market for Jason Garrett, but who knows how things go after next season. But if I were a Giant fan, I'd feel fine with Jason Garrett as being the offensive coordinator. I don't want him as the coach, but as a play caller, as someone who can work with the your young quarterback and build a relationship there, I think that he would be fine with that. He's got relationships within the Giants organization, so that's all well and good. And the next thing I would do is say, where's Bill Callahan at? And can we get him in here as the offensive line coach? Surround your young coach with guys who have been around the block, who know a thing or two, and uh, support him in that way. 
So uh, I'd be fine with Jason Garrett. And, and uh, you know, especially when some of the other names being mentioned, uh, Freddie Kitchens, uh, Mike Shula, I, I find, I'd be much better. If I had a pick, I would go with uh, Jason Garrett. All right. Let's get back into the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. He is in Brooklyn. He is Omar. Omar, my friend, what's going on, buddy? How are you, buddy? Listen, I want to tell. Basically, Major League Baseball, basically Houston Astros, are going to make money this year, right? So they put a slap on the wrist. The people that have basically managers does not have a union. So they didn't go on the players. They didn't go on the owners. $5 million is like a, a pocket change, like a, 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 a like a tip for them. They make a lot of money. Basically, they didn't do nothing. And they expect ethically to be my team to fire. Oh, because we mentioned Bell, Carlos Beltran name. So we should fire. You cannot fire him. You cannot suspend him. You cannot do anything. So you expect morally that my team ethically does it right. And the other teams go make money, win championships. They don't take out the championship. They do everything. And after that, the managers get banned. And that's it. And I, me, personally, ethically, my team should fire the manager that they just hired because he did two years back when nobody knew about it. Yeah, oh, we are such a good guy. We are, because we are losers. Every time they lose, now we should do ethically, right? So maybe we start winning games. No, I should do it. Carlos Beltran should remain as a manager. And if he does not have a good season, bring in Hitch next year to be my manager. All right. Look, uh, Omar is actually making some sense this morning. I had to let him go because he's, he's screaming and yelling at 553. I don't know necessarily that that, uh, you, you can have a little bit, but it's, it's a little bit too much at some time. I think he was actually making some sense today. As I said, it's not the Mets' job to do Major League Baseball's job. Major League Baseball could have went out there and said, now that oh, uh, that uh, Carlos Beltran is the manager, we're going to suspend him for this period of time. They could have done that. They decided not to. So away you go. It's not the Mets' job to do the, the Major League Baseball's job. Let's go out to Eli in Queens. Eli. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, that guy, Omar, needs to come with subtitles, man. <laughs> you never understand this guy. <laughs> uh, you pick up enough, though. I mean, there is a little bit, you know, he, he gets rolling, and uh, it's sometimes a little tough to, you know, pick up exactly what he's laying down. But you get the point. Yeah, listen, man. I, me and you are, are in total agreement today. Uh, the, the Mets should stick to their guns and tell Major League Baseball, listen, we're not going to do your job. You didn't um, suspend this guy. We hired him, and now we're going to back him up. But I don't know if, if this means anything, but I think Carlos Beltran's niece tweeted that uh, he's going to step down. That's why I'm thinking that the Mets are taking that long. It's because they probably are convincing him so they could look like the, the good guys to step down. Uh, well, his yeah, I, I, I saw that on Twitter. I don't know if that's a real account or not. You know, I wasn't going to bring it up because unless you know it's 100% actually his niece – uh, I don't know. Uh, and would it shock me if that's the what ends up happening? No, would not at all. But I don't know. Like, unless Beltron lied to them or something, I would think that most of the information that was in that report would be stuff that was of their knowledge, or at least should have been of that knowledge. And if they decided with that knowledge to still go out and hire him, I don't know necessarily what has changed. Unless he lied to them, unless he, he did not make it clear that he had the involvement that he did. But even then, that's kind of – the Mets should have known that. 
I mean, again, as soon as the report came out, everybody was like, oh, yeah, the player, yeah, that's probably Carlos Beltran because of his reputation of being involved and, and being able to figure out tipping pitches and, and breaking down signs and all that type of stuff. Spike is in Jersey. Spike, go, my man. Okay, real quick. Did you ever watch The Outlanders? No. It's about Scotland, man. You've enjoyed it knowing that you have that background. Yeah, great series. And then it goes to stars after three years. I love that move. First of all, I think the Mets should hire Terry Collins. Uh, Beltran and Cora, Alex Cora, I always get that wrong. They were the masterminds behind this whole thing. They got to pay. I I, I want to. First of all, I prefer Terry Collins over Buck Showalter. They both have great baseball knowledge, but he's a little goofier. He's a little better for me. Buck's great, but a little too serious. Yeah, he, I, I can't go back to two years ago. Why don't we to go see what uh, Mickey Calloway's doing? You know, he has an even better knowledge than Terry Collins of the players. So I can't go back that way, but we can't go back at all because the show's over. We'll see you tomorrow at 5. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.